In 2017, two boys found a pair of mystical goggles and their lives changed forever. The goggles gave them the ability to watch the movies others said were unwatchable. Now, they review these movies and save lives along the way. This is their story. This is Movie Goggles. Hello and welcome to Movie Goggles on Sin 90.7. I'm your host, Shive Prema, and joined by my other host, Nick Zambulis. Hey everyone, hope you're all well, ready for a big day of Movie Goggles fun. Yes, yes, and this is a very special episode because this is our last episode. It is, um, it's kind of a bittersweet moment, isn't it? Yeah, bittersweet, um, you know, a little bit salty. <laughs> But a little bit sweet, just like us. And that's yeah. how we like it over here at Movie Goggles. The journey exactly. has been good. We've reviewed some classics like, uh, what have we done, Chevet? We've done Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. By Adam Sandler. We've looked Which at... we didn't record, actually. No, that's that's the lost, lost episode. That's lost in the uh, archives of Movie Goggles history. So yeah. one for the super fans there. Um, <laughs> we looked at The Room by Tommy Wiseau. That's like a true classic true. in the catalogue of bad movies. Lava Lantula. Lava Lantula. We've been through them all. And mm. for our last episode, we thought we'd come back to something that was quite nostalgic for our childhood. Exactly. And that film that we're going to be doing today is none other than... Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Episode Attack of two. the Clones. Why did we choose the second episode of That's the... That's a good question, because the logical one to choose would be Phantom Menace. Yes, it's the first of the prequels where it all started to go wrong. Yeah. But but we feel that everyone hates on that. It's a yeah. bit of a, a low-lying fruit. Yes, and we like to punch up, not punch down yeah. at movie goggles. I mean, so. not that... I mean, the Attack of the Clones does improve in, in some ways, in quite a few ways, mm-hmm. but... Um, it still suffers from a lot of the same problems. And I just don't like that Attack of the Clones was getting off so damn easy. Yeah. Phantom Menace was out there copping heat. Phantom Menace was getting, you know, the, the full brunt of everyone's hate. What about Attack of the Clones? I mean, I think everyone everyone uses that sand quote That's why we're here. Well, <laughs> yes, the sand quote. It is famed, but it's not notorious enough. So hopefully by the end of this episode, we'll have convinced everyone that Attack of the Clones deserves equal hate against the Phantom Menace. Really? I, I hope, That's a I bold hope we can do it. I hope I think we can do it. We have had a full run up now of five episodes. I think that we have potential. We can do it. So do you wanna just run us through a little bit of the plot of Attack of the Clones, Chevet? I sure can. I think it all starts with a couple of rabble rousers, a couple of scoundrels by the name of Anakin <laughs> Skywalker and I love, I love how Star Wars has basically come like like a buddy cop movie, like a, bu- <laughs> a buddy Jedi movie. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> you got like the good cop, bad cop. Yeah, well, I mean, it is like that. So basically, Obi-Wan and Anakin discover there's more than meets the eye behind an assassination attempt on, on Naboo Senator Padme Amidala, played by Natalie Portman. And meanwhile, a Sith Lord orchestrates events between the forces of good and evil the force the light side of the force and the dark side Ooh. all the while waiting to play the final move that will ensure him full control of the galaxy 
Whoa. It's terrifying with, stuff. With a, with a good dose of, of casual racism. Yes, where there is George Lucas, there will be, there will be casual racism. This movie is star-studded. Um, that's what I forget. You've got Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Christopher Lee, Samuel L. Jackson. Jeez. And then, you know, obviously uh, acting greats like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. I haven't seen Jar Jar in anything else recently, to be honest. Um, he didn't get much many acting gigs after the no. Star Wars prequels, did he? No, I think he was a bit typecast. He was. He was pigeonholed. <laughs> Poor old Jar Jar Binks. Time to put on your movie goggles. Welcome back. You're listening to Movie Goggles with Nick and Chevet, and we're talking... Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Little movie you may have heard of. By a little guy named George Lucas. Hey, Georgie. Georgie boy. (laughs) Want to make some (laughs) cash-grabbing merchandise prequels? Hell yeah, he does. Yeah. And let's not shame him for that, because they have given us many great memories. I'm happy they exist. I am too. Well... We shouldn't play our hands so early (laughs) in the episode, should we? There may Uh, be things that... Yes, there's a lot wrong with them, though. This movie may be irredeemable. Who knows? We're going to get to the bottom of that right now. Suspense is the key. So one thing that struck me re-watching this film, because it had been a few years since I'd seen it. Last time I watched it, I was quite young, and I wasn't wearing my movie goggles. Which, reminder to everyone, I hope everyone's wearing their movie yeah. goggles right now for this review. We certainly are. We are. I'm not lying when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so what struck me about this movie, rewatching it, is the plot is uh, it's very convoluted. Yes. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this, this no, complex. No, it's not Star Wars. When you think about the original trilogy, it's... you've got the Empire, the Rebellion, good and bad. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But big, think, big ship chases little ship. Yeah. Little ship shoots. Yeah. This, that's Star Wars. <laughs> this is like, this is super complex yeah, political well, hierarchy wars. I mean, this film... When this you, is just politics when, wars. When you, when you read the opening crawl of this yeah. film, it's like, it's talking about like a trade dispute or something and some <laughs> votes going on. Yeah. And I think they say the word Senate or Senator that more is times true. than they say the word Force in this movie. For all you uh, Star Wars politics fans out there, I mean, this must this film must be a dream, an absolute dream. Yeah, the you nuances, nerds, the nuances the of, us, of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to, we'll get into the yeah, space we'll politics a bit more. We, we are going to, we've got time to talk about yeah. that. But obviously, the main players in this film. Yeah. Our two buddies, Obi Wan and Anakin. They're the hot shots. Um, and of course, the greatest love story of all time, <laughs> Padme and Anakin. Yeah. Not rushed, not creepy, <laughs> or anything like that. Very organic. Yeah, and then we've got the Jedi, the supporting Jedi cast. Yes. So who are who are very Mace Windu played by Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Yoda played by Yoda, CGI playing himself. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Played by CGI. <laughs> Who's that? Yoda played by CGI. <laughs> Yoda plays himself, doesn't he? Who's CGI? Oh, com- computer-generated image. I have not heard of that rapper before. Um, <laughs> we'll return to that. But yeah, Yoda, Samuel Jackson playing Mace Windu. They're yeah, the yeah. most important ones. Everyone else kind mm, of... They're the ones who do the most, um, the most chin-scratching. And... Annie or Anakin's main motivation in this movie is he wants to admit his love to the beautiful Padme 
strong, smart, independent senator yeah. who clearly has no time for him. But the she problem, doesn't want anything to yeah, do with the him. The problem to be is Padme just sees him as as that little boy on Tatooine. Annie, my goodness, you've grown. So have you grown more beautiful? I mean, well, f- for a senator, I mean. <laughs> Annie, you'll always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> and he has a way with words, doesn't he? He knows how to make them swoon. Yeah, so Annie's trying to win over the heart of Padme, but the big problem is Jedi's aren't allowed to form romantic yeah. connections. And also because, another problem: you know, emotion is the way exactly to the, to the dark side. To the dark side. And the other problem is people are also trying to kill Padme. Because that's of the side, something that she's trying to vote on. Somehow becomes the side problem of the movie. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But people want her dead. And, and conveniently, he has to sort of guard her. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently all of the other Jedi are doing other Jedi stuff. They're like, Jedi are spread out throughout the galaxy. They have to do all this peacekeeping. The, the <laughs> problem with the pro- plot, though, is we're told that all of this stuff is going on. And we never see a lot of it happen. Yeah, it sounds so interesting, the stuff they yeah. talk about in the background. And <laughs> yeah, then exactly. In the meantime, we're watching Hayden Christensen roll down grass hills with an uncomfortable <laughs> Natalie Portman. It's like, don't show us this, this stuff. And of course, we've, oh, we've got to also um, shout out to the villains. We've only talked about the heroes so far. Yeah. We've well, got this some, movies. These some... movies are all about the villains, aren't they? Exactly. We've got... We've got... Count Dooku, mm-hmm. fallen fallen Jedi master turned Sith guy, <laughs> um, and He's a familiar a, a familiar dude. face, Boba Fett yeah. in kid form, and his dad. How's okay. his relationship with his father? Yeah, well, the joke probably... there is people they're clones. <laughs> <laughs> what about? We're forgetting a crucial character who I'm going to put on the side of the villains and I'm going to raise it with you later. Haven't yep. run this idea by you, but Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Theory that Jar Jar Binks what? is actually a secret Sith Jar Lord. Jar Jar Binks. Kooky, clumsy. No, I th- secret Sith Lord. Is a secret Sith Lord. Yeah, it's all a you're cover, telling me. You're telling me. You're telling me. This guy. Looky, looky, Senator. I'm telling you, he's a downright Sith. I'm telling you. Jeez. Well, that is that is actually quite a, a popular his theory. Hidden and machinations you, from behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, if you look at what he does in the plot, he is actually quite pivotal yes, to he is. the fall of the Republic he is a man and the rise who gets of his the Empire. tongue stuck in... What is it happens to his tongue again? <laughs> Into that electric thing. Yeah, in he gets the, his uh, tongue stuck in, in, a bug, in a bug zapper type thing. <laughs> Yet he is also granted the power of a... Of a, what's he? He's like a, a representative of a senator. Of a senator. Yeah. yeah. So he's literally representing a whole planet. <laughs> I, Ima- imagine someone like Jar Jar Binks, like, yeah, we're going to choose Jar Jar Binks to Jar-Jar- represent. Okay, Earth. here's a question Jar Jar Binks for president or Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you go for? Probably Trump. Because. Oh. You Jar-Jar- heard it here first, Jar-Jar- everyone. Jar-Jar- Jermaine Bremer is a Trump supporter. Jar-Jar- you heard it here first. We're going to go to a break now. You're listening okay. to Movie Goggles. Time to put on your movie goggles. Hello. Hello there. Hello there, yes. As Obi-Wan says. General Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we start this 
This fire, we're going to burn this world to ashes. If we keep quoting this movie, could go on for hours. And in a sense, that speaks volumes about the dialogue. Does it not, Chevet? The dialogue. More like the fire-logue. The try harder <laughs> The thing about the dialogue in this, this movie, I think this was a big one for me, the dialogue and the acting. Yeah. In a movie where or everything should be about... Like, you love watching the action in Star Wars movies, the battles... Whereas these prequels are so occupied by dialogue. So you want it to be good, at least. You want it to be refreshing. You want it to be interesting. Yeah, but even that is is quite poorly written and clunky and a bit out of place at times. And, you know, the actors clearly don't have much to work with. And then they sort of just give these robotic deliveries at times. They walked into the scene and walked out. Yeah, it almost feels like... You know when when they get together at the start of a film and do like a script reading? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. (laughs) George Lucas said, that, exactly what you just did, (laughs) do it again. (laughs) Um, Well, for me, most of the cringe of the dialogue comes straight from Anakin's character. Uh, It can be best summarised in his famous line about sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Sand, it's coarse, it's rough, it's rough, gets everywhere. Yeah. He's not wrong. I mean, that's kind of why I don't like going to the beach sometimes. But maybe think about it. I, I've, I've thought a little bit deeply about this line. Yeah. And um, where do they hide Luke on Tatooine? The same planet as where Anakin's from. Yeah, and he hates that planet because that's where his mum died. And it's also where there's a hell of a lot of sand. And it's where there's a lot of sand. So maybe that's why they never found Luke because Darth Vader was like, Tatooine, ew, I'm not going <laughs> there. that has got sand stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying the key to, to defeating Darth Vader was sand? Yes. Everyone you've had in your face again, Chevet <laughs> Prem, a Trump supporter, and I can't clarify that. Nick, I, Nick really sort of put me into a hole with that one. I mean, Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Okay, would you rather have Donald Trump or a Sith Lord as the president know, of the United States? I know, but you still would prefer Trump. Yes, because a Sith Lord can I, can would I make a Sith? Death Star. Well, nothing's confirmed. Just like Trump wasn't confirmed to be conspiring with Russia, Ooh. Jar Jar is not confirmed to be a Sith Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you've given me the best choice here either, you know? All right, we'll, go, we'll come back to this another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I said, a lot of the cringe for me is with Hayden Christensen, the romance scenes, which are not romantic in any sense. Yeah. And perhaps this comes back to George Lucas. He's not the rom- most romantic-looking yeah. guy. I know I might be prejudging him. We don't know what he's like in his spare time, but his his movies speak. Yeah, I know, mean, speak I, volumes. Is, I don't think romance should have too big a place in Star Wars. Like, if you look at the original trilogy, there is that sort of oh, hold on. Yeah, okay. there is that sort of love triangle oh, yeah. between Leia and Han. And Luke, and and yeah. and Luke yes. at times, which is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know the way the way it's sort of done between Leia and Han is like they're sort of quipping back at each other, and the mm. they're they're kind of a bit mean to each other, you know. Yeah. Um, Flirtationship. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is just it's it's super sappy. There's not <laughs> and there's not a much personality, and it feels really rushed because obviously they have to go from the first film where he's a kid. Yeah. And this film, there's got to, 
they're I, playing this whole idea that he's grown up now. I do see what you mean. It occupies an unfair amount of time in the movie. Um, mm. Even scenes with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi becomes a bit of a love counsellor at times. He becomes like a sort of therapist. I'd much rather dream about Padme. Just being around her again is intoxicating. Be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. They betray you. You've made a commitment to the Jedi Order, a commitment not easily broken. And don't forget, she's a politician, and they're not to be trusted. <laughs> I love that end to be bit. trusted. I love that bit of sass that Obi Wan throws in about politician. Yeah. Um, but isn't that interesting, actually? That Obi Wan says politi- politicians can't be trusted. Yeah. And the whole movie, everyone's so trusting of Palpatine. Exactly. I mean, and the like people, the known. people, the two Jedi who distrust politicians the most are Yoda yeah. and Obi-Wan and those are the two that survive. Very true. Can we go back to the romance because I'm not done butchering <laughs> that yet. I'm still going to bone to pick. What about the Do scene- you think that like you could ever romance anyone with some of the things that Anakin says? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking oh. could you use these lines yeah. um, on, on, on real people? And I really don't think so. <laughs> I think if you tried some of the lines that Anakin comes out with in the street, you would get a slap. By Wait, anyone. I think if you use anyone. some of these lines, you'd be on the sex offenders register. Seriously. No doubt. Seriously, At one point, he puts cameras creepy... in the room and he's like, doesn't yeah, he complain? She covered, she covered the cameras. And he complains that uh, she was uncomfortable <laughs> about them. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> That's generally what happens when you put cameras in people's rooms. I get they were for security and he sort of, he purposes, like, but... Uh, these just really disgusting leers and stares at her. It's um, it's really not... Uh, you really feel like you have to take a shower after some of these lines. <laughs> yeah, they, and they they do long, lingering shots yeah. and they stare. So again, it's blurring that line. Are we supposed to know that he's he's quite a creepy guy? I'm not sure. Mm. Well, in any case... <laughs> in any case, also another he thing... He gets the girl, so... I think we'd <laughs> I like to touch worked. on is the CGI. Yeah. Heavy use of CGI in this Heavy film. Heavy on that CGI. You can tell they're just like in a green screen studio. Mm. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, the actor, yeah. spends, what, 80% of the movie talking to things that aren't there? Like yeah. fake hey, aliens, robots. Like he does a good job. He does a great job. He's my favorite part of the movie yeah. and the prequels, Ewan McGregor. He carried it for me. What a guy. He's uh, a stand-up guy. That yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's ma taught him real good <laughs> down in the Bronx. But yeah, the CGI as a kid, I didn't notice it a whole lot. But rewatching it, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And George Lucas seemed to like it. I think that in the DVD re-releases, he even added more CGI. I don't know if you knew that. He added more random like big aliens to the background. Oh, um, huge like uh, elephant-looking aliens just like walking by oh, yeah, in the foreground correct. of that's scenes yeah. for no for no in, reason. In one of the special editions, actually, he adds. Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. Oh, um, when Han's about to get on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, in the re-release of the act, the original films. Yeah, there's there's a version of that, and it's a really weird scene. Please put on your movie goggles. Hey, welcome back to Movie Goggles, Chevet. We're talking Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. What what can the... we say that hasn't been said already? A lot, actually, because people trash Phantom Menace 
and don't really trash this film that much. No, so not we're fair. we're critiquing, we're going deep dive with Attack of the Clones, um, and we're going to zoom out a sort of a little bit and I'm talk to about strike my lightsaber of hate into this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to zoom out and and look at the Attack of the Clones in the grand scheme of of the prequels, and we'll also say the whole the whole sort of saga as well. Mm-hmm. So second film in the prequel, fifth Star Wars film. Um, hell of a lot of toys sold. Hell of a lot of toys sold. Lots of merchandise. And, you know, what What are we going to talk about first? Mirroring. So yep. the prequels mirror um, the, the original trilogy. Yep. George Lucas, when he wrote the prequels, said that he wanted them to rhyme with the original films like mm. a poem. Yeah. So things would mirror each other, things would reflect each other. So that either means that you'd have moments in the film that would be very similar to what happened in the in the original almost exactly the same or like the complete opposite but in a really like poetic irony sort of way yeah and i guess that is a very nice way of saying i'm going to rip off the things that i did the first time <laughs> <laughs> but it, it 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 gives it gives place for some for some nice moments like um dramatic irony yeah um i'm just going to play a little bit, uh, a little line from from Obi Wan that sort of uh, plays on on their future conflict in the original trilogy. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Don't say that, Master. You're the closest thing I have to a father. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you could not get any more obvious with that foreshadowing. <laughs> you tried. Just a spoiler to everyone out there. Um, Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Darth really? Vader. Is Luke Skywalker's father? What? Luke Skywalker's father kills Obi Wan, oh, and Luke God, is Leia's off my brother. Chest. Yeah, yeah, I get uh, that. That was very heavy on the source with the whole foreshadowing. I think, but I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's funny. It makes me laugh. I yeah. don't know if that's the intent, but I definitely chuckle when I hear it. I don't know. I feel like some, especially nice if you're nerdy a giggle to myself. If you're a Star Wars geek, yeah. like. You know the moment where um, what, Obi Wan is on an asteroid yeah. and sort of evades the Fett family, mm. <laughs> keeping up with the, the Fett, <laughs> the Fettashians. <laughs> Do you know that there's a race of aliens in Star Trek called the? Did you Card- say Star Trek? Yeah, I'm changing. I'm jumping get, ship. Get so out to of speak. here! No, just wait. Just actually get you know, out of this. Wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> there is a there's a race of aliens in Star Trek called the Kardashians. Uh, and they're really like they're fake, like disgusting, okay. power hungry people. So, so they've made that after no, the Kardashians. No, they made oh, it before. Okay. That's crazy. What do you, like a Trekkie is someone who loves Star Wars? What's a Star Wars fan called? Um, is there a thing, or are they just too cool for that? I don't know. A Star Star Warsian. <laughs> That's lame. <laughs> I mean, I mean next. <laughs> For, you could say like force users or Jedi because that's a religion. So yes. you know it's actually it's actually not even it's not even a fan base anymore. It's a religion. <laughs> can you be? Can you imagine being <laughs> one of those people at risk of alienating anyone who put Jedi as their religion on census forms? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, who, who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm actually internally crying right now. <laughs> 
So sacrilegious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go play with your lightsabers. Um, what we were talking about? <laughs> we're talking about mirroring. Yeah. I think we'll move on now to space politics. Yes. Um, big part of these prequels. A big part of the prequels. I don't... Oh, I mean, obviously I mind it. Um... I feel like it was a logical step to go to from the original trilogy to sort of flesh out the politics a bit more than do the whole sort of good versus evil thing. Yeah, because we want to see how the Empire gets created, like power vacuums. Exactly. But just the way it's handled is is probably handled in the least exciting way possible. Just a bunch of people talking Mm. on a CGI set um, about trade disputes or votes or the Senate. Promote Jar Jar Binks to representative Jar Jar. Yeah. I mean, like, it's either going to be serious or funny. I think they should they should pick one. Yeah. I think the thing about Jar Jar, though, is, um, like you said, there's a theory that he's a Sith Lord. Yes. Um, <laughs> and George Lucas, when the crunch time happened, backed out of that theory. Yeah. You there's know. also, like, I, maybe Jar Jar sort of represents the, uh, the political masses that mm. are easily Ooh, swayed like and manipulated... By the powers that be. Jar Jar is um, lost in the charisma that is Anakin Skywalker, and he's enamored with who Annie is as a person because because of Annie's force. I mean, I'm talking, I'm I'm referring more to Chancellor Palpatine because he hands over the emergency powers. Yeah, so in a sense, Palpatine is giving the masses, Jar Jar, his power. He's saying, You legitimize me. (laughs) Just like Trump. Gives power to the people, yeah. as you would know, going to all your rallies and whatnot. Yeah, as I would know, as <laughs> as that brown guy standing in a truck, I would feel I feel so safe. <laughs> but look, if I if I can, um, if I can, if I may, yes. praise this film. You may. Um, for one thing, I think it's important to note that this is the first. This is the first Star Wars film. Post 9-11. So if you look, if you look at the political climate in the United States at the time... Yeah, this movie was it, it sort of gives a 2002. Little, yeah, it gives a little bit of bite, a little bit of edge, a little bit of a, little bit of a substance to the politics that's, that's in the movie because... I mean, in episode three, Anakin actually quotes... I Just be not, careful with what you're no, about no, no, to yeah, allude to. Anakin actually quotes... Um, George W. Bush. Yeah. He, he says, if you're not with me, you're against me. And George Bush, George Bush has a very similar yeah. line mm-hmm. with um, regards to terrorism. And this whole, you know, handing over of emergency powers, the Republic becoming more of a, of, of, of a dictatorship. Yeah. I, I, you can sort of see the parallels that that had with America post 9-11 and, and the Iraq War and, and things like that. Whoever knew that George Lucas was such a prolific... Um political hack he he loves yeah man he's profound he's profound how he's weaved that into this beautifully constructed narrative time to put on your movie goggles welcome back everybody you're listening to movie goggles it's our finale episode chevet finale the last episode how far we've come and grown watching these movies yes laughed cried grown cringed a lot of cringing physically cringed I've been in pain at times, but it's all been worth it because uh, we've had a wild ride, yeah. haven't we? And, you know, it's been worth it, I think. We've, it has. We've watched some good movies and some yeah. bad ones. 
And that's what we're about to do. We're going to give the verdict on whether Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode 2 yeah. by George Lucas deserves a spot. And not only just a spot, the last spot in the yeah. Movie Goggle series. And this is going to be a hard one to do because this is the first film in Movie Goggles that we're reviewing mm. that we've seen before. Yes. Right? All of the other movies, we've watched it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that we've actually grown up with Yeah, um, that has a lot of nostalgia for us. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a hard one to do. I spent a lot of hours as a kid running around with my toy lightsaber pretending yeah. I was Obi-Wan. Never Anakin though. Never Anakin. Bricks. Never. Never didn't yeah, even no, I can didn't see even that consider actually. it actually. Never even crossed into my mind. So I pretended to be a Padme. I'd go around in this tank top and <laughs> talk uh, about trade deals and diplomacy. <laughs> Chevet, what are you doing? Mummy, I'm talking about the trade, de- de- the deficit, the federation deals. Okay, what are you going to give this, this film? What are we gonna do? Can I give like a little, a little spiel? Before? Yeah, come on, ramble at your um, heart's content. Yeah, it's, like so it, it, it's, a hard, it's a hard one to review because, you know, I love Star Wars. Um, and I grew up with this film and, you know... For everything that's wrong with it, there's a bunch of things I like, like <laughs> the blatant fan service. Yeah. You know, like I love that. I love that. I love when Obi Wan's like on the asteroid. I love that we get like a shiny version of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. You know, and his whole like contrived backstory <laughs> uh, that apparently there's a whole army like of his brothers. Um, you know, it's it's stupid, and it's and it's it, it connects like that, and that everyone in this universe apparently knows each other in some <laughs> way. Um, but at the same time, I love it. It's a big galaxy, but a small world. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good one. Just made that did you up. just think of that? I did. Yeah, that's good. Be right. Um, it's hitting you in the nostalgia. The yeah. nostalgia spot. You know, but but um, but with that said, you know. The, the, the cringy acting, the overuse of CGI. I'm going to have to give it um, 4,000 midichlorians out of one Jedi youngling. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Was not, I, was, not, I wasn't not expecting the, that it's from not, you. It's no. not like it's not the highest midichlorian count. You yeah. know, it's no like Anakin Skywalker midichlorian count that's going to yeah. bring balance to the force. But, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of respect. It's respectable. Yeah. Okay. Well... I uh, definitely agree with you on a lot of counts there. For me, the nostalgia was so high, um, it's made this very painful to even think about it in a potentially poor poor way. Uh, when people trash the Star Wars prequels, I get a, a little bit offended inside because, yeah. I mean, they gave us a lot of our childhoods for, for a lot of us nerds out there. Yeah. Um, but as well, I also recognize the fact that George Lucas was preying on you know a lot of people's love for the original films. Yeah. I couldn't stand the dialogue when I rewatched it, and I thought Anakin, yeah, he's very creepy. Not, I mean, he's obviously a horrible person for what he did when he was Darth Vader, but yeah, twenty seven, twenty eighteen standards, he'd be um lambasted for the stuff he did as Anakin. You know, he's romancing <laughs> ways. I think, um. I am not going to... I'm going to call it... I don't think this was a bad movie, but I'm going to... At the same time, I'm going to rate it three lightsaber toys and one R2-D2 Lego piece out of a 2004 Christmas haul. Okay. Okay, that's good. 
That's a good haul. Under that Christmas tree. 90s kids know what's up. (laughs) Those are the good presents. (laughs) So there you have it, folks. That was the final review for Movie Goggles 2018. We may be back in some way, shape, or form in another capacity. Who knows what lies ahead? Uh, But for now, thank you to everyone who's listened to us along the way or even first-time listeners today. You can catch our show, all of our shows, but the elusive episode for Jack and Jill online at sin.org.au. The lost episode. That is Movie Goggles. And thank you again to everyone. I've been your host, Nick. Chauvet. Count us out. Thanks, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Love you.